It is the cheapest way to entertain 100 people, I have to say. <laughs> Honestly. Welcome to the Our Father Stories podcast, where we share stories of ordinary people experiencing the kingdom of God in extraordinary ways. It's all part of our mission here at Our Father Lutheran Church in Denver, Colorado, where I'm a pastor. Our mission is helping ordinary people know and share extraordinary life in Christ. My name is Nate Paragoy, and I'm joined on this episode, as always, by my good friend and my co-host, Pastor Micah Steiner. Hey, everybody. How you doing, dude? Oh, man, I am mawkish. You're mawkish? Yeah, mawkish. That's a word I don't know. You don't know that word? No. You know, you're a big vocab guy. I'm surprised you don't know that. Big, big word guy. Ned, yeah. if you really cared, you would look it up. You would, you would Google it. How do you spell it? M-A-W-K-I-S-H. Oh, so you're not mocking me. No, 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 but I am feeling rather mawkish. Okay. Yeah. Uh, could you use the word mawkish in a sentence for our listeners? <laughs> uh, yes, I am feeling rather mawkish. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Thank you. Good Thank work. You. Uh, uh, not just good looks, Nate. Mate, I got, I, got, I got some skills up here in my brain. Let's get down to business. All right. So great story for you all today, especially if you think that mission is just for missionaries, if that's intimidating to you to put yourself out there in a way that uh, perhaps would open you up to a conversation about faith or the gospel. Philip and Sarah are going to share a very simple way that their family has been for 25 years putting something on in their neighborhood for connections, but then most recently discovering how simple it is to put the lens of faith over that experience to look for ways in which Jesus is going to show up in simple, ordinary ways. So we hope you enjoy this story from Sarah and Philip. You want to start? Okay. So let's see, we've been married about 37 years, if you count up all the time. We have two boys, Eric, who's 22 now and married uh, to Daisy, and they live in North Carolina. And Evan, who's 18, just graduated. We live near here in the neighborhood, and we have been members here for 24 years. Yeah, 24 years. We we even added it up this recently. I know, we figured we'd better add it up. We would love to hear more about uh, the thing that shows up in my mailbox every summer. Uh, you guys have been hosting an ice cream social for like forever, right? In your neighborhood. Tell us about that. So let's see. This was our second home. Our first home was, um, I'll do a little backstory. First home was in, <clears throat> oh, kind of North Denver, sort of, off of Colfax and Monaco. Yeah. I did my graduate work at the Health Sciences. Center. And when we graduated there, we moved here and, and kind of knew our neighbors there as well. Um, just a, it was a smaller community, a little bit diverse with, we were kind of the youngest people there. And then we moved here um, to Homestead area. So just very near church. And they just thought, gosh, we got to get to know these people. It's, it just seems like the thing to do. You got to know your neighbor. And so we decided to host an ice cream social, and we said, you know, you can't do it where someone's going to have to ring a doorbell. So we did just that. We And probably if you get our ice cream social invite, it's the same. We're not very creative. So <laughs> we do. We just change the date. It's the easiest yeah. thing. And, yeah. And slice it up into four pieces. Yeah, he Put does. on a little bit little, of hard paper. Hard stock. Yeah. But um, so we did. We <clears throat> put a little table out front, and Philip and I stood there with our little bit of toppings and ice cream. And 
people started coming. So I guess if you scoop it, they will come. <laughs> but they really, and people just started talking about, you know, we used to get together when we were putting in our yards or, you know, and we didn't have kids at the time. And so we were kind of this new couple that moved in and we didn't really, you know, you didn't have kids at school, so you didn't meet people that way. But How many invites do you send? I mean, that you can go back. Well, to it has year. grown. Oh, so that was initially just like the cul-de-sac we live on and then the street leading up to our street. Now, I don't know. Now, I couldn't even tell you, but we had 120 people this year that showed up. And I guess if you figure half the people who you give invitations to come, probably do put out a couple. You know? Yeah, a lot of families. And it's mm-hmm. funny how it evolves because it was just a you know, cul-de-sac, go up the street. But really, it was just a, us searching, finding a way to get to know people. We knew we were going to be in this neighborhood, I think, for a while. And so it was just, uh, we wanted to get a good jump start. So we move in in April. We had the first one then in August and just said, hey, make it simple, make it easy, but just keep, try to see if we can get people out. And then when did you start inviting, because uh, there, there's more people that come than just your neighbors. There, there's church people that come as well. Was that an intentional thing, an accidental thing? It. I think we started opening it up more to when the kids were in school and yeah. or different play groups like, oh, okay, well, let's have the kids from the play group come now. Or I was involved in kind of a little ladies group. Let's make sure they all come. Or, right. Yeah, it was those small batches. <clears throat> and of and course, see church was people. Sunday school. Sometimes we'll put um, something on the table. Just one year, I think I put on there. Give us your email address and any prayer requests you might have. I think what's funny is it's trying to remember exactly who you did invite because people actually started, you know, is something coming up? So you got to make sure. So that's another reason why it kind of (laughs) grows. You don't want to leave them out the next year. So actually, I think we maybe have made a pretty slow growth thing out of it (laughs) because you don't want to leave people out. That'd be. Kind of, yeah. I think, yeah. bad message. I mean, how many gallons of ice cream are we talking about here? What's what's the what's the layout? Yeah, I'm wondering that too. 120 people. What does that take? Oh, we do it the simplest way possible. So during that month, what I'm finding in August, because we always have it on the same week, basically, it's the week before Cherry Creek starts school, either a Tuesday or Thursday. So yeah, it's really easy to prep for that. But during that just that two week period, I'm finding. Great ice cream sales. Okay. <laughs> so one, so yeah. it's economical. So yeah. it's, it's economical. So you're going for like the five and then you get the extra rebate. But you're looking at <laughs> you know, dryers and briars. And uh, even one year we did Bluebell, you know, oh, we, wow. you know, some good stuff. But you want to make a good mix. You can't do that during inflation. No, it's, it's tough. But, um, <laughs> but I think we go through. I, I've added it up because we, we want to make sure we kind of tune it right. Um, but we, I buy like maybe 25, the 25 cartons to 30 and we'll go through 20 pretty easily at least of those. So they're not quite half gallon anymore as everybody know. knows, yeah. but it's still quite a bit of ice cream. Yeah. And it is a generous pour, Nate. Uh, we went this year, took my son, this was the first year that we could go. You guys have been inviting us for, and I always felt bad to have to write that email that I can't come. But we went this year, and, and I was talking to somebody, and JJ got ahead of me because he was super excited to get the ice cream. And I'm looking, and Philip is like heaping, heaping, 
I mean, it was half a gallon in this kid's bowl. And then, he, then you look at it, it's like Willy Wonka in the chocolate factory over on one side with all the different candies. He's scooping it up like, like you know, he's a poor kid who hasn't eaten in, in years. And he's munching on this entire bowl of sugar, right? So this ruined me, Philip. I will tell you this because the next time we went to the store for ice cream, I couldn't find him. I lost JJ. And I finally find him in the candy aisle, and he's got his arms filled with Snickers and Skittles. Because in his mind now, you've set the bar that this is ice cream. So thank you. Yeah, I'll send you the dentist bill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, we it's, probably should have the dentist. It, it is funny because we've made it a point. So Sarah, try, you know, she wants to keep things refilled, you know, but she's always trying to be out there uh, socialized. It's a social opportunity so to make sure. But I like it because I'm serving every bowl as my goal. So every person, at least so I can have eye contact and have a quick conversation mm-hmm. with everyone coming through. And that's, kind of, that's fun for me. So yeah, I might have carpal tunnel at the end, but I'm I'm okay. Yeah, it's for the king, like, you know. Yeah, yeah, just from the pink. Yeah. You're married to a physical yeah, therapist. Yeah, she takes care of me. <laughs> so I'm wondering, like, you know, if you're working the cul-de-sac, the driveways, Sarah and Philip, you're scooping. Like, who's someone who you know now because of this that you didn't know as well then? I heard you say a few moments ago. We know we kind of try to remember their names. Who, who tell us a story about somebody? Who, who you know better because of this? You know, I think it is <clears throat> probably just people that live farther up the street that I would, as I'm out and about walking, which I do a lot, I would wave to these people. And pretty soon they notice that, you know, I've walked with our boys and now they're older and they thought me, hey, we're going to be out of town. Do you think you'd mind shoveling for us this winter? That kind of thing. Yeah, no problem. So. Because of that, then we, we met them, but then now we've invited them to come down. And, oh, by the way, my neighbor is this older woman, and would you shovel for her? So then you get an opportunity to serve another person and um, just, just to kind of get to know them. Um, and, and truly, that was fun, too, because she, the woman that asked us to shovel first, um, they sent us this cute little card and oh, as a little yeah. thank you card yeah. and she said i my husband just said did you thank the winklers for the ice cream social and she said you'll have to excuse my language but i said holy cow i did not <laughs> <laughs> so cute and um, but anyway just you know again writing just thank you for bringing us together and you just think that's that's the way it is because they then get an opportunity i i walk around then and i hear people talking to one another who haven't met like oh gosh you live down here i didn't know that oh sure we've lived forever you know mm-hmm. that kind of thing. so you're making those connections for other people as well. that's what i saw i can see it from when i'm scooping the batches of people mm-hmm. you've got you know you've got a large person i mean there's a line mm-hmm. in the you know up into the cul-de-sac and i'm way behind scooping but i'm looking out in the coldest in the cul-de-sac in the street and you have nice little batches of people you know mm-hmm. four to three to six people that are grouped and talking, and a lot of, they aren't people that know each other, just naturally, they're just, you know, social, it's a social, ice cream mm-hmm. social, so well, it's good, get them yeah. off the phone. That was my observation, too, is that not only did I see people who I didn't know, so I'm assuming those are your neighbors, but some folks from church that I did know, talking to people who I didn't know, which means that they were reaching, uh, meeting some new people as well, and so there's, there's an outreach component uh, connecting people who are Christian with those who are not, 
is a huge value of our congregation. And, and, and then what I heard you say, it's as simple as buying some ice cream, some toppings, sending some invites out and people come and create community. It may not work in every situation. I mean, for everyone to do something like that. But, and if you ever thought, if I ever thought that I was doing an up and an out, the beautiful figure of the triangle that we're going through right now that we've all been listening to, and to think that this was an out event 24 years ago wouldn't mm-hmm. have come across no. my mind. <laughs> no. I mean, it was just an opportunity for us to, mm-hmm. to basically make sure we're going to be in this neighborhood. I don't want to be in my isolated little uh, bubble. Um, and so it happened very quickly. We're very close with many in that neighborhood. And it started quickly because of the ice cream social in a lot of ways on some, for some of them. Right. So, mm-hmm. yeah. That, that's really interesting to hear you say. When this started, it was just a chance to meet our neighbors. And then somewhere along the way, uh, 24 years? How, how long yeah, it's been, this was our 24th year. So next year is a big year. Yeah, I know. Wow, it's yeah. what's like silver have, or something. We'll have to have <laughs> real, real spools or something. 25 times. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so somewhere over the last 24 years, I went, wait, this is bigger. There's a, I've got a kingdom lens over something that I'm already doing. Uh, what, how did that happen when you went, oh, wait, th- there's something bigger here that we've been up to all along, that God's using this? I, to me, I'll be honest, it, hasn't, it didn't click for me that I was, there was anything really special about it until probably five to eight years ago, maybe. And really, it was when the kids really start getting, really, you know, it was nice to get the kids, younger kids together. They'd be in the cul-de-sac as part of the part of the experience, you know, because we shut down the cul-de-sac. We just got our kids, basically. A lot of them would just be gathering. They'd bring their friends, and they'd be playing, you know, in the cul-de-sac. They'd get a game going, and that was part of the ice cream social. But probably, I bet five years ago is when it kind of clicked a little more that, hey, we've got a, we've got a, a tradition growing here in some way that whoever would have guessed, and it's, it's neat, but I know it doesn't, you know, it's not something that's, you know, something that may be um, for everyone to be able to do. It just works for us. We talked earlier about speaking of, of simplicity uh, and, and people maybe thinking that missionary work is, is not for them. You came from a missionary, Philip, a missionary family. Oh, I did. My, my father was a missionary. And uh, we're all from Texas, big family out of Texas. And, uh, but he was the... He was in Hong Kong for his first uh, 14 years as a missionary in Hong Kong, serving the deaf and blind. So uh, to me, it just, uh, it's amazing. You don't, it doesn't have to be this big, you know, you don't have to leave and go international to be thinking that, hey, you, you have this out experience is the only way it can happen. It's all around you, surrounding you. So take advantage of it when those opportunities come up. Um, don't think of it as this being this faraway place, you know, to do it. I, that's what I have recently tried to really think of, um, that we have so many opportunities right next door. Why do you think that is? And, and we work hard on trying to break down this idea that missionary work is, is for everyone, but, but kind of breaking the stereotype of what a missionary is. Why do you think in our setting, uh, our church life or our personal life, that it, it can be so scary sometimes to think of ourselves as, as missionaries. Maybe it's just because we're kind of trained in our culture today um, 
that really we are just to be on our, um, we're not able to get outside of our little bubble. Um, I don't, yeah, it isn't this big thing, but maybe it's just, I don't know. I wonder if people just get um, afraid of, if you ask, is there something I can do? Do they really want to know? (laughs) You know what I mean? Are you really wanting to know what's happening in my life? Because I'll tell you, you know, that kind of thing. There are people in need right next door. They, they might have a beautiful home and a beautiful cars, and, and by doing something simple for them, that's just that little bit of missionary or put a little ice cream in a bowl. Well, and you, the year that you asked for prayer requests, that's a great example of that, is maybe somebody doesn't have a physical need, but they could have a spiritual need, and they now have connected your life of building community uh, to a, a larger Christian narrative and so the prayer would be that I would pray is, is Lord, whenever that person's ready, whatever you're doing, that, would we be open to having a spiritual conversation and give us the courage to point them to, to you, Jesus, when they ask for that? And that's, we're just putting ourselves in the position to be used. I think for, you know, when you think of that missionary, just that word alone um, has such connotations behind it. And that, that to me might be the wrong you know, reframing that word, um, missionary, because uh, I think it's kind of ingrained in us to be thinking a certain way with that term. Yeah. Um, I know it would for me growing up with my with my dad. It certainly was a. It certainly meant something different than what we're trying to build it to be. Is there a different word that you can think of that fits better? Something dealing with just serve serving. How about? Ordinary people. <laughs> I, I love it. Were you going to say I, that name? You read my mind, brother. <laughs> Go for it. Ordinary people who know and share. Extraordinary life in Christ. Boom. Tag team that one right there. Nice work. Yeah, Thank we you. just fist bump for everybody who's listening yeah, right now. Let's try this is a podcast. You can't uh, see. He shared that story about the, you had to mention that, about the ice cream, a bowl of ice cream that one, uh, that, that was shared with uh, one of the neighbors oh, up the street. yeah. That was beautiful. The little gal that can't that we shovel for, the older woman that we do shovel for, um, she can't make it down to us. But her neighbors then, last year I said, oh, so she can't come? Because they said, oh, yeah, we were going to try to bring her down, but it's too much for her. And I'm like, okay, well, before you go, let's get her a bowl of ice cream. Take it up for her. So this year um, she said, okay, I'd like to take a bowl up to Mary Gail. Is that okay? And we're like, Yes, get whatever. It's a gallon. So just keeping them connected to you. I mean, yeah. they, they're good people to each other. But it's just acts of kindness. I mean, just to see them reacting and doing, doing such mm-hmm. kind things too, that mm-hmm. makes my heart feel good. What I'm hearing is that we're really talking about the theme of how, um, how service and love for our neighbor, which Jesus said a little bit about, uh, is really really connected to our the movement of uh, our vision 25k by 25 is a part of our uh, upcoming vision that is we've just kind of walked into uh, 25,000 moments by 2025 where the love of Christ makes a difference uh, and that's as simple it's really hard to track right uh, but as simple as when uh, half of our members once a month uh, did an act of gospel kindness or shared their faith once a year, 
that's, that's really achievable because we're not doing it by ourselves. I'm hearing you saying, yeah, I'm doing that. I'm doing that. It's really small and it's really attainable. Yeah. It's a movement of God's people that is, as one individual person, you don't feel like you're doing much. But when you take all those stories together and combine it, you can see a huge difference. I'm wondering if you guys could um, share something with somebody who might be thinking about doing something like this, whether it's ice cream or not. Uh, Someone said, hey, I could probably scoop ice cream for my neighbors or some version of ice cream. Uh, What advice would you give somebody who's listening to this going, man, I wonder what good I could do around me where God has put me. Yeah, I think... um it's as simple as say, just do it. I mean, pick whatever you think would be something that you enjoy, but there again, have it if it's in your cul-de-sac or in your front yard. So people honestly just feel welcome. And, you know, people will come up to us later and say, oh, I'm sorry, I couldn't make it. Or, oh, next year, come next year. You're always invited. You know, it's always the same way. And kids do, like Philip said, the children in the neighborhood, they're kind of funny, but even... Andrew. The older ones, you know, like Eric and Evan's age, you guys going to do that ice cream social this year? You know, we are. You know, don't forget. They're going to be coming back bringing <laughs> Right, right. Well, I, I think it's a lot of flexible. You have to be pretty flexible, but find that right niche that works for you. Because, yeah, I think you said it right. You have to enjoy, you want to enjoy doing it. You want to be able to say, I'm, I know I can do this, and then drive it into a serving, a service. Because it's, it, you want to get away from it being for you as much, you want it to be for others mm-hmm. more than it is for you. So keep that in mind. But I think you got to build consistency too. I said flexibly, but consistency. Like year after year, give it a try. Um, you can adapt, but you got to, if it really helps to build like a, something they can depend upon that's going to, if you can build it into that. Uh, right. something mm-hmm. that can be a tradition type of thing. So, well, no, you're, neat. you're in it. You're, yeah. you're in Well, and yeah. they... And even talking about, I mean, just second about COVID, I oh, mean, that yeah. was an impact for us. I yeah. mean, what we are we going to do? Do we just not do it this year? <laughs> you know, man, I'm calling up my brother and, you know, talking to a few people. Hey, you know, what are your thoughts? You know, I'm kind of wrestling with this. Do we just let it go or not this year? Well, sure enough, we just worked around it. I mean, we got the singles, and, <laughs> we did. Uh, we and, got and it turned out to be just a blast, prepackaged, and these. Yeah, it was crazy. so. It was a little was pathetic. Good. No, I just. <laughs> but it was okay. But the cute story from that. Okay, so a little tiny now table, just like one that you put in front of your TV. Put that out there with pictures of what was in the freezer because we didn't want it just to sit out, and we were all masked. And then we did kind of go back just to the old just around the cul-de-sac and down the block kind of kept it really small and um people still came well the two children or three children that lived next door their youngest one just couldn't talk very much i mean he was little and he's like i i want that ice cream you know and when i served him the day before and so i came out with these little drumsticks and he's like that's it. He was so excited. I guessed right, but he just, you know, he still had it, and that was fun. So you're the ice cream lady in the neighborhood, is that? I'm oh, the chocolate lady. The chocolate lady. Okay. I also give out chocolate to children. Yeah. Find the right thing that works for yeah. you. Just try to find something. 
Well, I would say too, if you are listening and, and you're sitting here going, man, I don't know if I have the finances to, to do that or time because I'm busy. Uh, I would say w- one thing you could do is maybe accept an invitation to something like that mm-hmm. in the community. We talked uh, last week with John and Kate who uh, were looking for, for Christian friends at some point in their life. We're looking for friendships and maybe a, a simple out is actually putting yourself in a perhaps uncomfortable situation to intentionally build some relationships, to be one of those neighbors who benefits from the ice cream and social, doesn't do anything to put it on, doesn't do anything to clean up, but is there building community. That's a great place for a person to start uh, if they can't do a big ice cream social themselves. And you guys did that by yourselves, you know, just the two of you. I wonder if it's like, if you have one really close neighbor who you know, maybe it's just saying, hey, what can we do? Mm-hmm. Oh, team up. Yeah, yeah. just, to, just the, our two families. There's some strength in numbers. That kind of is like... Uh, our philosophy of missional communities, uh, that it's uh, small enough to care, big enough to dare, that when you get together with a couple other like-minded folks who have the same kingdom lens, to say, man, what good can we do around here together? I'm glad you mentioned that because I was thinking as, as you guys were talking that our missional community every year does a clothing drive, and I put it out on next door. We put the fire pit in the front, uh, grab some beverages. We just sit around the fire pit between the hours of 2 and 4, and say to the neighbors, we're doing a clothing drive. And I think last year we were looking for winter clothes because that was the need at the time for, for kids and children. And, you know, maybe 20 people dropped something by over the course of those two hours. We made a few connections and relationships. But I did nothing but put an advertisement out on group or next door. And then I think we broke up the clothes that we had collected between the five families in the MC and dropped them off to Love Inc. And that was it. And then we got to have fun in the meantime, hanging around by the fire and making sure Jude doesn't burn himself, which is, it takes like three people. Yeah. <laughs> He's an active guy. He's a wild man, yeah. that Jude. Yeah. Sarah and Philip, I'm curious, uh, as we wrap up, if you could tell yourself, uh, your 24 years younger self, uh, anything that you've learned by now, if you could go back and talk to that person, what would you say? For me, I, I know there's opportunities that I missed originally going through at the beginning there's that there's missed opportunities all over the place but i think now it's more in my mind trying to get into the mode hey quality over quantity you know it's really trying to take a step back but be listening listen listen for those opportunities and be able to get yourself focused on uh, taking advantage of them because they're all around us What a cool conversation with Philip and Sarah Winkler. I learned so much about the way that they've brought people into their life in very simple and practical ways. Speaking of practices and takeaways, um, Mike, as we look back over our conversation with the two of them, let's start with takeaways, then we'll Mm -hmm. go to practices. Uh, What's something that you took away from our conversation with the two of them? Well, I love that they are picking up on the language. They've received some training through what we call a huddle. Uh, then they are hearing this throughout our conversation that we have as as a staff and as congregation. And what they said that impacted me was the lens that they now have on this event. They're not adding anything to their life because this is something part of their rhythm that they're already doing. But now they understand that by putting on this lens that Jesus is there with them and wants to show them some things and wants to move in the lives of the people that they're connecting, Mm -hmm. all they're doing is showing up for something Jesus has already prepared in advance. It's simple. It's not an ad. That's so important for us as we think about our own 
a presence, gospel presence in our community? So maybe a great question you could ask yourself if you're, if you're listening to this is, what am I already doing where Jesus is going with me? Yeah. For me, that hit home recently. Uh, at the end of the last school year, uh, I realized that when I go to the bus stop with Adam, my son, every morning, that I've got two neighbors who walk their kids down to the bus stop together, uh, and I get five to ten minutes every single morning. We're making small talk usually, and that's fine, but I know that that investment over the long term is going to pay off in more than just small talk. And in fact, it has. They had us over uh, to watch movies in the backyard, on the um, theater, you know, the projector screen mm -hmm. that they put up, uh, met some of their friends. And I don't think that if I wasn't showing up every morning, something I'm already doing, that I'd be in their living room hanging out with their neighbors yeah. in their backyard. And I have an experience with a, a woman who cuts my hair. She's been cutting my hair for about three years. And after three years, she knows I'm a pastor. She knows that I'm a Christian. Uh, she finally, uh, after having really great conversations with her, after we built a relationship, asked information about our church. When are our services? Uh, do you have anything for kids? Because they've got two kids. That's a three-year investment of me simply going there, praying for Chris, thinking about her. And uh, then all of a sudden, uh, she's asking me these questions. That's not me. That's me being present. That's Holy Spirit doing what the Holy Spirit does. So good. Again, again it's something you're already doing. Correct. For me, uh, takeaway was how simple and intentional they are. Mm -hmm. uh, how simple and lightweight the ice cream social is. You know, the fact that they're reusing the same invitation template, changing the date, you know, just breaking out a table and ice cream and a scooper. Uh, that's really lightweight. I mean, that's imitatable. Uh, they love ice cream. Yep. They're saying, how can we use something that we love to connect with people? Uh, the other thing along those lines is not only is it simple, but how intentional they are, the two of them. Thinking about how Sarah's working the driveway, talking to the people in line. How Philip wants to uh, have a direct connection with each person. He wants to be the one to scoop every bowl, even if there's a long line, because he wants a connection yep. uh, to, to look each person in the eye and make eye contact. That, I thought that's really neat. They're very thoughtful, intentional, and simple. And like Philip said, you don't have to do an ice cream social, but if you can keep those two things in mind, simple, intentional, then uh, you can do something that you're passionate about. So uh, next steps, what is somebody going to do here? They, they're hearing this and they're going, yeah, I'm, I'm interested in growing in my, my outward expression to our community. What do, we, what do we do? So from takeaways now to practical next steps and things that you can practice right now, uh, one of the things for me that I thought of as we were talking to them uh, is a simple resource that I would point you toward if you're listening to this, uh, a book called Joining Jesus on His Mission. We had its author, Greg Finke, who's a Lutheran pastor, uh, out at Our Father a couple years ago. It's very short, uh, very easy read, but very uh, basic, imitatable practices that you can put into your life. So check out that book, Joining Jesus on His Mission. And then for me, we have mentioned this a few times before, but if you're just now hearing it, we actually have 12 missional communities throughout our city, Aurora, Parker, Castle Pines, Centennial, all the way out in Lakewood and Littleton. And we've got some open spaces. So if you want to join some people who are already thinking this way and collectively with another group of people, the body of Christ, have that lens on, I can get you plugged in. Uh, in you can email me at info at oflc.net, and we'll uh, try to connect one that is close to you. So uh, consider that, pray for that. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of 
Our Father stories. For more stories like this, go to ourfatherlutheran.net slash stories.